So welcome to another podcast with Canada Travel Specialists. Uh, most of you know my name is Elaine and I'm the Canadian that keeps uh, all of you in the know on the things that you need to know about going to Canada. I'm, I'm lucky enough to have with me today Sarah and Lisa who represent Destination British Columbia. Welcome. Hello. Nice Thank to you have you. So you guys are from the beautiful British Columbia. And uh, I was lucky enough to talk with you a little bit earlier, so know some of what it is that you're trying to get across to our people today. So Vancouver, everybody knows, I think, that that's probably one of the places, and I think it's on a lot of people's bucket lists. But if I wanted to go to British Columbia, what should I do? It's a big question. That is a big question. <laughs> Um, well, Vancouver, consistently put into the top five cities of the world, undeniably, it's one of the few cities that you can actually be in the city, um, be within sort of like spitting distance of Stanley Park, which is bigger than um, Central Park in New York. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I know. I know, it's a great city, isn't it? But the, the best thing about um, Vancouver itself as a city is it's surrounded by mountains. So if you get the right hotel room, you can look out of the, over the mountains, so you've got water. Um, and then you've got the mountains in the distance. And one of the best activities that you can do when you're in Vancouver is just sit and watch all the float planes. It's kind of really romantic. A float plane is a romantic way to travel and you can go from Vancouver over to Victoria or onto Vancouver Island or into uh, deep parts of, of BC. But um, it's just beautiful. You hear them and you hear the propellers start to, you know, to flutter around. Nice. Um, and just, it's just a lovely way to kind of spend, you know, have, a, have a coffee or ooh, something harder, a cocktail or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. But Harbour Air, one of our, our leading kind of float plane guys, um, op- op- suppliers in, um, in Vancouver, have just test run their first electric float planes. This is pretty exciting as well because it kind of goes, it fits in with how. BC are very sustainable, they're very conscious, um, there's a lot of the suppliers there that work really hard to kind of offset carbon you know, footprints etc. Uh, because ultimately BC is 75% made up of rainforests, mm-hmm. 75% made up of mountains mm-hmm. and we're really keen to kind of keep them as they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. well Canada's quite a leader I think on um, sustainability overall, we have so many lakes, forests and stuff like that and we want to keep it that way you yeah. know. More than I think it's eighty percent of our population lives within within two hundred miles mm. of the U.S. border, and everything above that is mainly untouched. You yeah. know, so I I think that's a beautiful picture because I don't think that a lot of people realize that Vancouver has water on one side and mountains on the yeah. other. So what a great place to start mm. a, Van- a British Columbia holiday. I think it gives you a, t- a little taste of. You know, you land in the city, and a lot of people will invariably either go into or out of Vancouver. Um, and just to be able to be in the city, but see the mountains, the water, yeah. and know that wherever you're going to go further afield, um, whether that be right to the other side of the province and into some of our mountain ranges in British Columbia, or whether you go, like you say, Lisa, into the rainforest. Um, up on the western coastline of the main uh, the mainland, then you're kind of immersed in nature, mm. and with that comes the wildlife. So whether you're you know travelling further north and you're doing some exploring, bumping into wildlife, bears, mm. not bumping into them, but <laughs> <laughs> not really. Let's hope not. <laughs> Grizzly bears as you're driving through some of the highways in northern British Columbia, or um, whether it's the kind of mountain goats down in Kootenay Rockies. There's there's so much that you can see, and Vancouver just gives you that taste. A taste, right? yeah. Yeah, it's a cool city, and I think the thing is, you know, it, you can with BC, 
Um, you can be as active or inactive mm -hmm. as you want to. Um, as much as it's big open spaces and you've got the ability to kind of escape the digital detox, get away from it all, um, it doesn't mean that you have to go hiking a mountain. You can go up to the top of a mountain using a helicopter, mm. offsetting the carbon footprint, obviously. Um, but you can you can have that experience. You yeah. can go heli picnicking, heli snowshoeing, heli yoga, heli golf, whatever. Um, and there's a lot of uh, opportunity to do that from Vancouver or Whistler um, and surrounding. Or if you want to then go and get really really fit and active, you can go and hike a mountain. Mm -hmm. But you have the choices. Yes, I think it's really important to kind of remember that not everybody is super fit, yeah. no, but, but, but even those of us who might have a wonky leg or something still want to be able to go and take mm -hmm. in the scenery and you know, and look at the beauty. And still do, yeah. yeah. I think as well, so we've got seven national parks in uh, British Columbia and four of them are over in the Kootenay Rockies, which is towards that kind of eastern Alberta side. And you know, like a lot of places, you go in the visitor centre, you find out exactly you know, how much time have I got, where am I going to go today, and loads of it is accessible, whether you're doing it in the car or you're taking one of the accessible bikes, we actually have brand new information on the Hello BC website, which is accessible itineraries in each of the different regions in the province, but you know, the National Parks is just a really good example of that, but in wider BC, whether it's um, accessible because you don't really want to go that far, or yeah. because actually you need it to be accessible, there's so yeah. much variety. Yeah. So I'm on holiday and I only want to spend 24 active minutes yeah. a day. Um, I can do that if yeah. that's my choice. Yeah. I can hike to the top of the mountain. Yeah. But even you know, if um, you know, if you, you have a disability, be that physical or sight or something, BC have been working hard to put all these processes in place to allow people the ability to enjoy you know, what they can, yeah, what they can and mm -hmm. when they can. It's important. That's a good thing. Yeah. Okay, so I think just in that short little bit, I've learned that it's not all about Vancouver, although it is the place to start probably. Yeah. And that from there, I can do just about anything. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think BC is quite known as a foodie kind of place. And there's a lot of vineyards, right? Mm -hmm. It's becoming Okanagan wines are becoming more well-known, aren't they? Yeah, so we don't tend to get them so much here, but they've got um, plenty of award-winning wineries. Um, across actually lots of different places in um, the province, but especially in the Okanagan Valley, for example, which is kind of interior BC. They have this great climate, which means in terms of farming, um, not just wineries, but kind of growing um, local food. There's a real kind of foodie scene there as well. And farm to table. Exactly, farm to table. Mm -hmm. That whole culture is really, mm -hmm. you, you'll find it in that region, but there's hundreds of wineries, um, over 200 in a quite a short space of, um, you know, drive along the valley there. Um, but it's quite unknown. It's maybe something that people don't think about in BC. Yeah. You can even head up into northern British Columbia and we've got kind of right up into, God, I've forgotten what it's called now, northern estates winery, but you know, <laughs> doesn't, you can be right up in the mountains, down in the valley or up in northern mm. BC. We actually have quite a lot of quality wine. Mm -hmm. and, and tours, proper tours, so that I can actually go and taste and experience and don't need to worry about getting on my bike or driving my car or... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah, the Okanagan um, and around the Cologne in that area, you can definitely, you can do wine tours by bike, by bus, by foot, by yeah. car, by boat. Perfect. Um, whichever way you want to. Um, but also on the subject of tours, you know, we've got yeah, certain cities dotted around the, yeah, the province that have foodie tour. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot to be said to you know walking around, burning calories, and eating at the same time. My dream, excursion. absolutely, <laughs> winning, winning. Yeah, my dream excursion. <laughs>
So if I needed to visit one other city, is there another city that I should have on my radar? The main cities of Vancouver, Victoria yeah. is actually the capital city in British Columbia. So a lot of people see Vancouver, but actually Victoria is much more, um, you know, old, older buildings. Not so many, you know, skyscrapers. Not really any skyscrapers there at all. It's just a completely different sort of slower pace than maybe Vancouver, which is very much cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. Victoria has that much older kind of feel to it. It's got a, a, Brit- a British feel to yeah. it as well. Yeah, the Parliament building. Probably been settled. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, and named obviously for Queen Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you've got yeah, the Parliament building that's lit up you know, on a nightly basis, which just looks so pretty. Yeah. Um, we've got the Fairmont Empress. She's an incredible hotel. Um, that sits on the harbour. She kind of oversees what's going on in Victoria. Um, and, I, and I'm deliberately calling her she because she's definitely got the female age. And she's mm-hmm. just had a, they've just had a, um, an upgrade. And she's, that's what they put it, they, she's lifted the hem of her skirt. Oh, nice. Well, she, they, traditionally, she was quite formal, but now she's got a bit of, you know, just going on. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, and and beautiful gardens yeah. on Vancouver Island, right? Bruchart Gardens. Um, yeah, just, you know, probably about half an hour out of Victoria. Um, but if you're going to get the ferry in from um, from Vancouver over to Victoria, you'll be driving past Butchart. Nice. It is advisable to try and book in and either go early or late because it gets very busy. I mean, and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, for people that don't even like flowers, you can't help but be impressed by yeah, the gardens that are, yeah, that are there. Right. And also in, in uh, British Columbia, it's not just all about the Rockies. It is about the Kootenay Rockies, correct? Mm-hmm. Indeed, which is a, so the Kootenay Rockies is like a region in British Columbia, it's kind of our southeastern corner of the province and within the Kootenay Rockies you have four other mountain ranges, um, so once you kind of travel um, through the Rockies over into um, the British Columbia side, that big mountain scenery just keeps coming, you know, and it doesn't kind of drop off mm. and probably yeah. vanishes. I don't think people have any idea about that, that's a whole different part or something that they can discover that I don't mm. think we talk about here as yeah. much. So four of our national parks, plenty of provincial parks, um, hot springs. We have loads of natural hot springs, um, Ainsworth, Fairmont, um, mm-hmm. Radium. There's, you know, you can make a whole little loop out of, um, you know, like a, a week's 10 day drive, for example, stopping at these different natural nice. hot springs mm. throughout the Kootenay Rockies. I always um, I, I, one of the things that I've got on my mind just at the moment is Glacier National Park. Now a lot of people if they yeah they know North America and Glacier in Montana, mm-hmm. but they don't know about ours in, in BC. Okay. And I kind of got this really idea that I want to do like an itinerary that could explores both glaciers. Yeah. And so I can sort of like see the difference between the two. I mean, because they're both in the mountains. Well, there's always a difference yeah. between Canada and the US. Exactly. Whether it's think, subtle or yeah, yeah. I think that's quite a cute idea. You yeah. Know, because it, you know it, you, you can see the difference. You know, mm-hmm. you know, going down the Rockies and yeah, going from the Canadian Rockies into the American Rockies. But um, I think that. On our side of the Rockies, um, you've got Alberta side, which is is much neater and tidier, Banff, Lake Louise, etc. Beautiful in mm-hmm. their own way. But then you go over the other side of the Rockies, and you've got ours, which is wild. It's a you know, rainforest, um, and, and yeah, and the lakes and the mountains are different. They look different, and I really like the idea of yeah that kind of having two sides. Seeing both, yeah, yeah. It's like um, you get kind of a really good two for one. 
um, and on one mountain range as well. Yeah. And I think, again, people don't really realise that. They think no. that if they've done one side, it's going to be exactly the same, and it really isn't. Mm. I would have assumed that, Yeah. and I should know better. A lot yeah. of cute little mountain towns. Um, yeah. I can't remember if we mentioned it, but Nelson, you know, sat down near, getting towards the US border, but again, still in the Kootenay Rockies. And it's got this kind of, kind of hippie vibe. Quite mm. cool. Got like music, musicians playing on the side of the road and real cafe culture that you wouldn't expect. Something quite cool for like a mountain town. They've got speakeasy, it's quite historic, so you've nice. got the museum there, but yeah. on the lake. So um, I went before up in um, around sort of September time when you could see the full colours. So the drive into the that sort of area was amazing. Um, and we took a ferry across um, Kootenay Lake. So you kind of got all ticked all the boxes. Mm-hmm. You've got the colours, you've got the drive, the lake, you know. And then you get to stop for a couple of nights and eat in these nice little restaurants. And nice. just something a little bit different. Culminate so. the tour. Yeah. yeah. It's all about the food and drink. It, it? Always. Food and booze. Always. <laughs> and the last little sort of area that I wanted to touch on, because I'm not sure that everybody really realises maybe, Northern BC is not really all the way north, it's even just starts halfway up, we call it Northern BC, but if you're interested in like Canada's history and how we began and the Indigenous people, Mm. British Columbia is one of the provinces that really does that quite well. So you can learn a bit about where it was that Canada came from by doing a tour up in that kind of area, right? All all over BC, um, predominantly. We've got Indigenous partners and suppliers that work with us, and they're very keen to kind of work with you know, and embrace and welcome British tourists. Um, it's a very, it's a chequered history. Mm-hmm. I won't lie to you without going into any detail. Um, but Destination BC and Indigenous BC work really closely together because they've got a, they've got good stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of going back and you know, learning a bit more. But what we're doing, we're talking with the um, the suppliers, is how to work and welcome the, the international tourist without going heavy into this is what we did, this is how we make bannock bread, this yeah and because yeah. If, if people are overloaded by too much indigenous history mm-hmm. it's human nature we just kind of like float away. So we've got a lot of suppliers, um, you know, it's one down um, on Vancouver Island who does well watching tours um, and he'll go out and he'll go out on the boat and he'll tell you he'll show you the whales and this that and the other but he, he just casually brings into conversation about his heritage and what he did and what his family about how he grew up yeah. and yeah but to your point back up in northern bc there's a couple of areas up there and there's a really good indigenous uh, museum up there um that we went to but I, I found it really interesting because i learned about how um they oh god what they're called not pods not packs um bands Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. They have different. Sorry, yeah, they have different bands. The indigenous people have different bands. Yes. So, for example, it could be the um, orca band or the bear band, but they're never allowed to marry within bands. And I found this really interesting. So, you know, say for example, you fell in love with somebody from the orca band, and you are in the bear band. Yes, you have to go to the elders and get permission. To right. Marry. But heaven to Betsy that you fell in love with somebody in your own band because it's just not allowed. And just a tiny, tiny little bit of history and information on that, I had no idea. Yeah. Absolutely no clue. Well, that's one of the reasons why we travel, I think, yeah. not only mm-hmm. for the food and the wine, yeah. but so that we can like learn yeah. and experience and understand some of that stuff, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Just friendly people as well. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you were saying, you, they, you have cultural centres, for example, yeah. around the province where you can learn about the yeah. local um, Indigenous heritage, but you also have experiences, so whether that be like a, a, 
a bear lodge or whether it be a whale watching trip mm. that are First Nations owned and managed and you'll get that taste of the history whilst mm-hmm. also kind of experiencing mm. something, something different as well. Um, Interpretive hikes, mm. um, nice. could be a yeah, bike ride, we've got all sorts going on but again it's the blend. Yes, it's which I blend. think is really important it's to really keep people important, but they nail it. engaged. There's, yeah, there's, yeah, we've got a few good suppliers who are absolutely nailing it, but they're also sharing that with others. Yeah. So that as you go around the province, you know, you, you do get to sort of understand. Nice. Um, and learn a bit. And, you know, just, yeah, the history. You Canadians are so friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the reasons that most people go to Canada on their bucket list thing is, of course, the wildlife. Mm. So whether you want to fish or you want to see a bear mm-hmm. or... Um, a moose or caribou or things that we don't see here in the United Kingdom, this is the place to go. Absolutely. So, grizzly bears, black bears, spirit bears, yeah. spirit bears. I think as well, you know, I don't know if we mentioned it earlier, but you have rainforests, you have Canada's only desert and soils, you have mountains, lakes, you have the ocean. So there's all these different ecosystems, and I suppose with that comes all the different wildlife and all this, um, yeah. you know, beavers. Mountain goats, bald eagles, otters. Bald eagles, amazing. Bald eagles up in Prince Rupert. Uh, blew my mind. There, literally, there's a tree with about 20 of them in there. And it, it truly stunned me. You know, the people that we were with in BC are like, oh, yeah, you know, eagles. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. This is really special because we just don't have that in the UK. Mm, and no. to see so many just hanging out, it was, yeah. it was incredible. And so many animals are yeah close to extinction or whatever. Yeah. It's impressive to see them like that. Well, that gives us a taste, I guess, a little bit of a taste. So the United Kingdom fits into British Columbia four times. Mm-hmm. So that gives you an idea of even if you've already been once, you need to go back again. Yeah. There's so much That's more cool. to see and yeah. do. So whether you went and did a little bit of Vancouver and went on an Alaska cruise or whether you've done Rocky Mountaineer or you've done Banff like Louise Jasper, you still haven't seen British Columbia. Now, the best way to do it, in my opinion, is to get in, you know, behind, you know, behind a steering wheel, be it an RV or a, a, yeah, a vehicle, and just kind of go, just go for it. It's easy driving. Um, the distances are long, but you've got to consider that when you see something that says, okay, it's a four-hour journey, that's a four hours on easy road. It's not four hours of us battling with the, mm. yeah, the M8, is it, up here? Yeah, well, yeah. or how about the tiny windy roads that yeah. the cars hardly fit on? Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, and so, yeah it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not hard driving like it is in the UK. It's easy driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and it's spectacular. Yeah. And, and we've always got to remember we're on holiday. So you can pull over and yeah. stop. We've got the time. Um, most of us in the travel industry, if we're lucky enough to go on farm trips, we kind of race around. Um, but sometimes it's just to say, okay, no, I'm on, I'm yeah. on holidays. Yeah. Last thing I'm going to say about BC, hashtag West is best. <laughs> West is best. I'm from the East, so I'm going to have to take beat the East. <laughs> but it doesn't matter wherever it is that you decide to go. Um, we're the ones that can help you. So give us a call or click through on the page and uh, come and explore Canada with us. Thanks for listening.